From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up Board Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, thoughts on the upcoming Clemson game via questions from the Renegade Express um, and all that kind of good stuff. It's going to be a good show, I promise. Wake Up Board Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com is the website. Daily lunch specials weekdays, Monday through Friday, for only $8.99 on Thursdays. Cheesesteak sandwich, chicken or steak. Uh, side dish of your choice. It's going to be delicious. You're going to love it. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Warchant.com, your ultimate seminal sports source. Still running that 50% off promotion for first-time subscribers. So if you haven't done so, be a first-time subscriber. Get an entire year of Warchant.com premium, full access for 50% off. You can also check out all the forums on the On3 network. You can check out the Miami forums after a loss, the Florida forums after a loss. It's fun. It's good for the soul. Check it out. Thumbs up. Subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. Five-star rating and review. Corey Clark, how are you? You're well, I assume? Since we of last course met? I'm well. Okay. It's football season. Of course I'm well. Feeling right. good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you asked that or not, uh, but we did play trivia on Tuesday night, and we won. Mm. So I Let's want... go. All yeah, right. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Uh, shout out to Stephanie, Heather, and Ashley, I was only the I was the only dude at the table, oh, and well. the only thing I did really for the whole team was uh, sports. Uh, they had a sports round. I nailed all that. I know all five teams that Dion played for in the NFL, um, so that was good. I think you could name those two. A lot of people listening to this could, but I I knew all the sports questions that maybe the they, my other teammates might not have known. Uh, but they they carried us the rest of the way, and we won. Great win, great win for buy stuff a drink, great uh, win. Uh, any booze when Dion's name was called out at the CP? No, actually, Good. no. You, uh, you you would have thought so, but no, there weren't any. Yeah, okay. We got a lot of questions. Don't know if we'll get to all of them, but uh, we'll try to bundle them and, and such. Let's go to Honey Fried Pickens. Wake up. Good morning, my fellow seminal people. How has the team demeanor been in practice this week? Just curious to know if you've noticed any changes due to coming off a close victory near loss last week. Thanks for providing quality entertainment. If we lose, I'm going to drink at least three vitamin energy moods at once and just hope for the best. Mm, smart. That's a good idea. way to. It's a good way to handle it. Yeah. I'd practice look to you. I thought practice looked better. Still not ultimately where I'd like it to be, but I thought it looked better. Significant. I don't want to say significant. Noticeably better than it did on Tuesday going into Wednesday. Just some more strain, some more positive sort of uh, physical, not physical, but like uh, emotional response out of big plays from players cheering each other on. Uh, the way Mike Norvell flashes thumb up in the ways, uh, oftentimes after plays. You know, letting everybody know, all right, that was good. That's what I wanted to see. A lot of that wasn't a lot of that on Tuesday. So how do you think Wednesday looked, Corey? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they looked better. Uh, I, You know, I thought that the offense definitely, the the passing game seemed better um, for sure. I thought Jordan was a little crisper, a little sharper. Uh, Johnny and Keon got open, did Johnny and Keon things, made plays, made touchdown catches and one-on-ones. That was the one thing I thought that I would take away is I the receivers were just eh. On Tuesday, as far as in the one-on-ones, I'm talking about collectively. I think Johnny caught all his, but nobody else did great. On on Wednesday, I thought they all the, the receivers came back and all played pretty well. 
Um, Destin Hill had a couple really nice catches. Um, Johnny and Keon caught touchdown catches and the one-on-ones in the red zone. Um, overall, uh, Jaheim Bell, I thought looked really good, uh, because he's, he is good. Uh, but Jaheim Bell made some nice plays overall. I thought it was a good day, man. Thought it, thought it was a good day, and there was a. And I know we got questions, so I won't I won't belabor the point. But I was, you know, a lot of times I, I don't watch the uh, the uh, line of scrimmage drills because I'm on the other end watching seven on seven and the the skill guys. But I was over there because I was I just I was like you know what I want I want to change a pace. So I went over and watched the uh, blocking drills with the offensive lineman against the defensive lineman. And Jeremiah Byers and Jared Burst have a really unique relationship. <laughs> And I think it's good for the team because yeah. Byers, I came over there uh, after it looked like I couldn't tell. So I'm not going to put uh, whoever it might have been, who I think it might have been. I'm not going to say it because I couldn't tell for sure. But Byers and Roddick combined to pancake um, one of the Florida State defensive linemen. Oh, there's no shame in that. Those are two large individuals. No, I just can't remember who I, I could. It's yeah. not I couldn't remember. I couldn't see it. I was too yeah. far away, even though I had my glasses on. Mm. Come on, Clark. But anyway... As I got over there, Byers was still standing there posing. <laughs> and then uh, a couple of plays, like, like posing, like like doing a strong man, like uh, flex. Right, right. Probably for 20 seconds. And then um, as, as the other rep was going on, like it wasn't like he was he was taking up a they, – they were trying to work on stuff and Jeremiah wouldn't let him because he was there flexing. They were on the other side of the little line that they used. So he had time to flex and it wasn't getting anybody's way. But then after that, I saw him like do this, come get some to verse. Hmm. Like as they're as they're watching their teammates go, they're doing come get some, like you know, with the two fingers, like come this way. Yeah, yeah. And pointed at him. Verse pointed at him. Then verse came over there, and I'm like, wait, are they about to get into a altercation? Because those happen occasionally on a football field at, at practice. And no, they were. I think they were. They were really cheering on their teammates. Hmm. I don't know if they had a bet on the line. But it felt like every time an offensive lineman won a drill, Byers would go talk trash to Verse and vice versa. Hmm. And I think, to me, it looked like they had a bet on the line, like which side would win more in that period. Uh, and I just think when the, you have two of your best, certainly most experienced uh, linemen, having a relationship like that, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm reading into it, maybe they just need to shut up and practice. Hmm. I think that's good for, I just think that's good for the team. I think that's good for the competitive spirit. And today it looked like uh, the offensive lineman uh, did a better job than the defensive lineman did in the small window that I watched. And uh, I don't think that's normally the case because that's a very good defensive line. But, hey, I like that Jeremiah Byers, he might be the alpha of that offensive line. Let's Maybe hope he holds not his as water big an alpha as first. This week, but, I, but I think he's an alpha. Okay. Let's just hope he holds his water a little bit better in Clemson than he has this weekend or this week in Tallahassee. Uh, he had a false start in period three, sent that to a whole thing on a derail Tuesday. He was kind of struggling with some of the cadence stuff, but sounds like he picked it up later in practice, which is a good thing, obviously. Uh, and the play, think... everybody, the play, the fourth and goal play, they scored on Wednesday. So feeling good. And it was actually a, a well-designed cohesive thought and execution of an idea. It wasn't just like, uh, let me just throw it up. It was, it was, it looked really good. So I, I, I like that about Wednesday. It's too. a play that I was joking with Jeff when we were watching. I'm like, man, I'd run that five times a game <laughs> until they prove to me they can stop it. I would just keep running it. It's not like, Oh, we put that on film. Now let's save it for, uh, you know, I don't know, Miami in, in five weeks. Yeah. It's like, no, save it for the next drive. 
if they can't stop it. Uh, it's a it's a really uh, well well designed play. Our guy Noel Boyo too. It is Clemson week, so he was wondering in our time covering Florida State, this will be a little bit more challenging for me. What is your favorite FSU Clemson moment? Let's go send Dabo and his boys into their own lost decade. Go Knowles. Mm. Um, uh, I've only been doing this for five years covering the Knowles with War Chant. So I'm going to, I guess, uh, Jermaine's strip yeah. sack in yeah, 21, uh, you know, didn't ultimately end up in a win, but that play, that moment, you're like, man, they're going to win in Death Valley. That was amazing. So that's my, that's my favorite play, my favorite moment covering this rivalry since I've been back here in Tallahassee. Mine would probably be, ooh. I mean, I would I would think it'd have to be something from the 2013 game. Um, maybe Smag Ooh. in 14, getting that win. His look on the look on the uh, the replay. Well, you were yeah. He's like, the oh game. my god, we got the ball back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was a really cool moment. There's too many to choose from from 13. Um, there's a bit. Of, there were a lot of good ones there for a little while. Um, EJ had a great game. Um, oh, may you know what? I'm gonna say. Just to be different, because yes, we could say O'Leary trucking the kid. We could say, um, you know, Rashad going seventy yards on a little simple slip screen. Lamarcus's uh, sack fumble. Yeah, uh, the the strip sack, the fumble, Mario Edwards touchdown, all that. I'm going to say 2012. Chris Thompson had a touchdown uh, run right when they were coming back because they they just started horribly. They just looked like they were too they were scared of the moment. The 2012 team, and I think they were down. Two touchdowns for a lot of that game. And then in the third quarter, um, they score a touchdown to cut it to one. The crowd is frenzied. They get a stop finally on Taj Boyd and that group and Sammy Watkins and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And then they're coming down the field. Chris Thompson has like a an incredible like 31, 30-yard 30 run, 20-something yard run for a touchdown where he bounces off three guys. By the way, Chris Thompson was great. Anyway, it kind of forgotten a little bit. It was they get called for holding, I think, or a legal formation, something that brings it back. The play, and on the very next play, EJ hits Rodney Smith for a touchdown in the corner, and just the way the place blew up, like as loud as that place was on that on, on that on that throw, I'll say that for me covering it, for me just going to Clemson, Florida State games. Well, it's the punt ruski. Right on. I was at that one. Uh, nice. Back-to-back combo here. Not sure they planned it this way, but shout-out to Old Dad and S. Quinn. Old Dad is now a MyBookie subscriber. There we uh, go. Says, uh, you guys make your sponsors proud with your presentations. Old Dad wonders, nationally, most people don't probably realize how poorly Florida State has done against Clemson the last few years. So he thinks that even with the win, Florida State won't get much credit nationally due to Clemson losing to Duke. What would the ramifications of a loss be on Saturday? Old Dad wonders. Meanwhile, S. Quinn wonders, after we beat them down this week, will this team have the swagger of the 90s teams? Will they then walk into stadiums fully confident that they're about to deliver a beat down every week? So uh, let's let's go into each of these scenarios, I guess. If, if they were to lose, ramifications, everything's still available to you? Like, yeah. everything's still on the, the table? But, it, man, that would, that would just I, – I don't know how confident I would feel that you could still go out and accomplish all that. I think they'd – would drop significantly probably in the polls, uh, but I think they'll win. So I think I don't think they'll have the swagger. I think they'll just they'll get refocused. They'll they'll remember. They'll be reminded of just how talented they are and what they can do when they play cohesive 
and together for like four quarters. So uh, I think a win won't make them have some kind of crazy swagger. I just think it'll it'll reassert who they know they were after that LSU game. Yeah, I mean, I, sure. I, he's talking about I, it, just not even just going into opponents' buildings, but like just in games themselves. I, I think it, if you go in there and beat Clemson by four touchdowns, yeah, you're probably not going to be all that rattled when you go to Wake. You should be because you don't win there ever. But um, but you know, I, I I think that that would be that would be a nice little feather in the cap to give you confidence that you can do it. They have confidence they can beat really good teams already. They have confidence they can blow teams out. Right now, I think the one thing they don't know about themselves is how they handle adversity on the road. So if they win, if they go in there on Saturday, handle it well, play well, win comfortably, then yeah, I think that gives you a little a, a, an uptick of confidence and swagger the next time you're in an environment like that to know, well, man, we want it Clemson. This is nothing. We want it Clemson. There's no tougher stadium they're going to play. The Swamp, depending on how Florida is, is right there with Death Valley, obviously. Um, if Florida is good, it's probably tougher, honestly, if we're going to be honest, if Florida is good. But we don't know if Florida is going to be good in the end of November. Um, and then as a, for a loss, man, I, I just keep coming back to the fact. I know people don't want to hear this. They want Florida State to win. I want Florida State to win. I want Florida State to beat Dabo by 50. Hmm. But if they don't, it, unlike last week, it's not a season ender. You still you still leave September 3-1. and one. You still, if you win out, you are going to be in Charlotte. Now, you might be playing Clemson again because now you've given Clemson a track to get there. But if you beat Duke and beat Miami and beat Syracuse and Vatek and Wake Forest, like if you can beat those teams, you're going to be in Charlotte um, in early December. So it's it's almost... The, the pressure comes from the pressure they imply themselves internally, and obviously they have a number three national ranking. But if they lose at Clemson, they can still win the national championship. So I, maybe they drop to 11th, but I don't. I think the fact that – well, look, how about this? I'll say this. We'll get on to another question. It depends on what LSU does this year. If LSU finishes 10-2 and two or 11 – if LSU wins the SEC West and you beat them by four scores – yeah, man, you're gonna and you only lose one game all year, and it's at Death Valley. You're gonna have a real good case to be in the playoff, and people are gonna be making that case for you if you win the ACC championship, even with the loss at Clemson, because you know that that's that's still on the table, right? I think it'll be, I think it'll be a week one thing. It won't have nearly as much weight because it's like, yeah, they they got they got them on week one. They're completely different teams. They can't I, do that again. They did that last year. They can't now say, well, it was only week one. Last year, there was like it was only Brian Kelly's first game. That doesn't count. They're a lot better. It's like, well, you played it, and it, it does matter. I, there's, Let me put it this way. If LSU and Florida State are both 11-1, and one, oh. there's no way LSU's ranked ahead of Florida State. And Florida State's only loss is at Clemson. Now, if Florida State had lost at Boston College... I don't know. So that, I, I just think that you have... It's, it's Miami-Florida Florida State 2000. Like, they... Lost the head to head, but they were ranked ahead of them because Miami ended up losing later in the year. I just yeah, think but that's one what was on be. a missed kick, and no, Miami lost before that game. Miami lost their second game of the season at Washington. Oh yeah, to Washington. Yeah, well, that's uh, the thing. Then. But, so, yeah, but they, they lost on a missed kick. They, they the did, Florida kick. State didn't lose by. If Florida State had lost that game by four touchdowns, there's I'm no just, chance they're playing. I'm just Oklahoma. saying, Corey, if LSU goes and wins 12 games in a row, they're going to be ranked ahead of Florida State, who loses to a, a Clemson team that's probably not going to be ranked above 15 at any point this year. I mean, if Florida, if Clemson beats Florida State, they're going to be in 
you know, if they if Clemson goes ten and two or eleven and one with one of the wins over Florida State and their first loss was the first game of the year at at Duke, then yeah, man, they'll be Florida. There's no way. How could I don't know how you could say that. Who? What's going to be LSU's big win? A and M, Alabama. Is Alabama a big feather in the cap this year? I mean, I know it's still Alabama, but yeah. then Clemson's still Clemson. Uh, I I just think that. You have a chance to have a special season. Still, you have a chance to accomplish all your goals if you lose this week. You really do. Don't lose this week. Don't they? They're not going in with that mindset. I can promise you. Because what you do do if you win this week is you take Clemson almost completely out of the ACC title race. Yep. They're yep. done. And I think you would want that. Um, but if you lose to Clemson, you put them back in the ACC championship race. You have no margin for error anymore. But you can certainly go win the rest of your games and go play Clemson again. And if you're 12-1, and one, ACC champions, you lo- your only loss is at Clemson, which you then got revenge for in December when you beat them in Charlotte, I think you're in the playoff, unless there's a bunch of undefeated teams, which we don't think there will be. Right. And you might be playing Colorado. Yeah, let's see how the Pac-12 looks after this crazy yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's right. It's a big week for the Pac-12. Uh, the Walking Knoll 01 uh, was wondering confidence going into Saturday after watching practice, but more importantly, do you see a breakout performance from Trey or do you see Jordan getting better taking what he can get in the mid-range passing game? Thanks for all you do, really. You guys are the best. Yeah, I think, you know, when it goes to Jordan, I think a lot of it really is the the Southern Miss game, right? what was he 15 of 29 or something And almost all of his incompletions were deep shots that weren't caught. I don't think, I don't rem- He didn't do that against Boston college. No, he threw one. He threw a couple jump balls to Keon. He threw a back shoulder to Johnny. I felt like everybody, everything else was a kind of a take, take what they're giving you good decision type of throw. Hmm. Um, Southern miss was it, but I think that was their game plan is we're going to, we're going to test them deep. We're going to beat them deep. We're going to get those safeties to back up. And then they ran for 300 yards in that game. Um, so that was kind of the game plan. It's just the receivers didn't play well. But I don't. I, I think Jordan will do a f- fine job of taking what the defense gives him. I also would like to see him run more, which could be on the table this week. I don't know. And as, as far as Trey Benson, yeah, there was a run he had in practice on Wednesday where I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm looking for. He just stuck his left foot in the ground and went. And now, obviously, he's not being tackled. They're not hitting him. But so many times, he kind of just he, he, the the stutter steps in the backfield. Not that one. He took a he took he saw the hole and he hit it as hard as he could hit a hole. And I thought that was I thought that was really good to see. But I I, I have a lot of I mean I may, might be wrong, but I have a lot of confidence that Jordan and the offense are going to play well. I just do. I I think they're they're coached well. Um, he's good. He's got a lot of weapons, and I think I really think they're like chomping at the bit to get that bad taste out of their mouth and go remind the country how good they are. It's always more important for your quarterback to play the best they possibly can, but you get a breakout from Trey, that would that would alleviate a lot of concerns. So, oh, and again, yeah. and be, like I mean, that'd be you'd win the game. Yeah, and like if you Trey said, Benson has a good game, you're winning the game. Yeah, and like we've said, Jordan. Played fairly well against Boston College. Like it, it, this. There's a narrative out there that he was just pressing and, and looking downfield way too much. It was one throw. Yeah, it was that. It was what the, the people. Play. When you ask people about it, it was the one throw to Johnny yeah. because he had Toafili open in front of him. I get it. Um, he thinks Johnny's automatic. He thinks that's a that's a pitch and catch. That's a uh, an easy throw. Uh, it it was not. It was not a good decision. But that and like the Toafili throw 
um, where he actually completed it down the sideline where he had somebody open a little closer in front of him. Those are the only two instances I can remember. I mean, you're going to – you didn't bring Keon Coleman here to just run goes and not throw him the ball. Like, if he's got a one-on-one matchup with who they think is a bad cornerback, that's a matchup you try to exploit. That's why he's here. He needs to start catching the ball. You know, he needs to start winning those battles like he did against LSU. Um, Clemson's, Clemson's quarterbacks are going to be physical. It, I, and I'm just, I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm genuinely excited slash fascinated to see how Keon Coleman responds in this game because I think he'll have a good game. Don't know it. He's been good in practice because he always is. It'll be, inter- it'll be really fun to watch him play on Saturday, I think. Noel for life, class of 2007. Wake up, Corey and Aslan. So, about those 2013 vibes, LOL. Mm. This week will be a tough one at Clemson. If you could give five players a shot of vitamin energy before the game, which players would you give it to and which shot would you give them? Oh. I, can I amend it? I want to give Mike uh, a shot of immune plus. I think, okay. coach, I think coach could use a little immune boost. Mm. I'll give Adam Fuller a focus plus. I'll give Kevin Knowles a focus plus. I'll give Shaheem a focus plus. And um, who else? Let me give somebody. Uh, I'll give Shaheem a mood plus. He was pissed off for getting hosed on that touchdown. Um, well, maybe, he's right. He was. Oh, cheer him up. Not that you need cheering up Shaheem, but, you know. Uh, it's crazy. I, I, I watched it again, and I got mad again. We, we have that clip on our YouTube channel of him talking. Ira asked him about that play and him talking about it. And then we show the replay, right? Yeah. And it's like, man, how, number one, you forget that not only did he spin around, spin off a dude, he completely trucks somebody else, or they bounced off his legs. Yeah. And then he's got three people tackling him. He dives into the end zone, keeps his legs off the ground until the ball is over the goal line. And, uh, you know, Blindy McGee over there puts him down at the one so Lundy can hawk his touchdown and get to break the rock. Jaheem, you should have been breaking the rock, man. But it, only because it's an all-time great play. I mean, it's an all-time great play, and they did. They said he didn't score, which he did. Um, so that was that was a bummer. Um, yeah, those are all those are all fine answers. I would say I'd give Trey. I don't know what I'm going to get him. I'll give him a, some sort of boost. I want Trey to have a boost. Johnny Focus Plus. There's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Keon Mood. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go with uh, man. Fisk and Farmer. I know Fabian will bring it. Fisk and Farmer, because they are going to be paramount to winning this game. What you can do on the defensive line against this running game. If you can just corral it, if you can slow it down, if you can not have Shipley running wild, but have a bunch of third and eights, um, I like your chances. So stop the run. And I think those guys are the ones that uh, will help him do it. And I, I trust that Fabian will be good. Yeah. He's fine. He's he looked real, before. He looked good in those uh, pass rush drills that you talked about when the defensive lineman go up against the offensive lineman one-on-one. So yeah. felt good about that as well. We gave out more than five shots. It's okay. We went to vitaminenergy.com. We used the promo code WordChampBOGO. So we were able to buy one and get one free to give to everybody on the roster if we possibly could if that wasn't a violation. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We won't find out, though. But you, go to vitaminenergy.com, use the promo code WordChampBogo to buy one item and get an item of equal or lesser value for absolutely free. Shake it and take it. It's natural energy. 260 milligrams of caffeine. Gets you going for over seven hours. And benefits in terms of vitamins. Vitaminenergy.com. Shake it and take it. 
All right, let's go to our guy, Root Canole. Very, very clever. Maybe he's a dentist as well. Maybe that's Z-Chan's mm. burner. Root okay. Canole. Root Canole. Wake up. When we struggled to run the ball against LSU, we employed two backs. That seemed to open up more holes for the running backs. Unless I missed it, I've not seen that since. Do you see that reemerging? I would love to see thunder-lightning combo of Benson and Hill. Did they go to two backs? I think maybe they did. Um, I mean, they have so many formations, it's hard to hard to keep track of. Um, they don't do that a lot, though. Yeah. Because if you put two backs on the field, you're taking away, uh, what, a, a tight end probably? They, they run a lot, a lot of two wide receiver sets. Much more so than I thought they would run uh, when, when the season. Like, Morlock and Jaheim Bell are on the field quite a bit uh, together, which I didn't, I didn't foresee that happening. But, yeah, I mean, you know, look, if we had seen anything in practice that, uh, you know, made it, made, made it look like that was going to happen, we wouldn't say it anyway. Um, but that's not something that's been a part of their uh, game plan through three games that much, right? I don't remember a lot of Benson and Hill – are Benson and Toa Feely on the field together at the same time, in the backfield together? I was about to say, maybe they split out. Like They'll, they'll line up yeah. in the backfield together, but then they'll split Lawrence out wide or something like that, possibly. But uh, it just run hard, man. Like The, the holes are there. Trust it. Uh, take full advantage of it. So hopefully they, they figure that out. Multiple choice time. Whack 169. Wake up, guys. I appreciate all the work you do. I paid full freight for my membership the other day, so read my post. Mm. LOL. Uh, you can answer yes, no, agree, disagree. So he gives us three um, scenarios. Uh, we can say yes or no, agree, disagree. The first one, three gets five carries on Saturday. Good, cool, bad bench. Ready to see more of Hill and Holmes. So I guess if Benson runs five carries, if he is good, you give cool. him a chance to see, to show, yeah. to show you, to prove to you that he's going to run a little different than he's been running. I agree with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, but what we have to know, like, or what, what the coaches have to take into account is something like that. Or there are times where there's nowhere to run. I don't think that was the case on Saturday. I thought, again, like I said, they had zero tackles for loss. I thought the Florida state offensive line was fine to good. Uh, Jordan wasn't under pressure a lot. And I thought there looked like there were alleyways to run that just weren't. They were all, every time they ran, it seemed like the the worst they got was three yards. But in the second half, that's all they got. Um, so yes, I would say that uh, Benson, his last six carries had eight yards. Um, so if his first five carries, if it looks like it's blocked up okay, and he and he doesn't hit the hole hard or he bounces it outside, um, you know, yeah. If we you're gonna be like, well, we can't keep doing this. Let's go throw Rodney Hill into the fire. He'll run like his hair's on fire, which is a good thing against a team like this. Um, so, yeah, I would say you test him out, make sure he's – but another thing about Benson, man, that we've seen since he's been here, he does get better as the game goes along, typically. So five carries can get a running back kind of into the game, and then maybe the, the seventh or eighth carry is when he hits the 30-yarder and he starts to get into a rhythm. You know, you don't want to sit there and wait for a kid to get into a rhythm – but some, when you got a guy that you believe in, like they believe in Trey, that sometimes you have to do it. Yeah. Um, or like I said uh, a couple shows ago, just throw it 60 times. Aaron. Five wide, run and shoot, hurry up, Colorado offense, get, try to get 90 plays, 
snap it every 12 seconds, and use all those weapons on the outside. Introduce Destin Hill to the college football world, please. Can we go ahead and do that? Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I would do if I was Coach Clark. But they like to establish the run over there. It's worked for them. Uh, I would not be as patient. I understand Corey's, uh, you know, context there with when it comes to Trey. But, yeah, we'll know early, and then we gotta we got to pivot from there. Second part of his question, uh, true, false, yes or no, agree, disagree. Jordan's been hunting big plays, like basketball players hunting shots instead of playing the game. Tell him he's not winning the Heisman. He won't have the yards. Uh, because the offense is not is balanced, not like Washington. Tired of seeing running lanes for the quarterback and slot receivers wide open in front of him. Um, yeah, I get the I get the there's running lanes. Yeah, I get it. Like there were plays. Um, there might have even been a play in the LSU game where he could have run for six yards and said he threw it down the sideline to Destin Hill. Um, that wasn't a completion. Uh, he's done it. The the throw to Keon. Uh, I brought this up on headlines, I think. The throw, to, the, the second touchdown to Keon, the one in the corner of the end zone in the second quarter, uh, Destin Hill's wide open in the slot on the other sideline. Not on the other sideline, in the middle of the field. But I, I just think it's it's not like Jordan saying, oh, this is going to win me the Heisman. It's Keon Coleman in a touchdown scenario matched up with a guy that can't cover him. It's a safety. I think that kid was a safety. It's a safety matched up with Keon. I mean, that's 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 a shot you want to take a lot. But, yes, I get it. On the other side is is Destin Hill. And, yeah, he doesn't run like he used to. But, you know, I know we're, we're, we're judging the last four drives, which we should. They counted. They were a third of the game or half the game. But until that drive, until that stretch, they had scored 17 of 20 possessions with Jordan Travis at quarterback. Their last 20 possessions, they'd scored 17 times, 14 touchdowns. They're doing all right. And the Boston College game, I, I just I don't remember the shots y'all are talking about. I don't remember I don't remember him throwing one deep ball, maybe to Coleman on the sideline that got broken up, but even that was like a thirty yarder. Yeah. I just don't remember him taking these huge chunk shots that people think he's doing that, that people think he did. Um I thought he was efficient. I thought he was effective. He only threw the ball twenty four times. Uh they only had the play they only had the ball for fifty four snaps. So it was, it was tough to take a lot of shots. They didn't have the ball a lot. Uh, and the last one, um, at least 40 players were sick these past two weeks. I, I disagree with that, I, and I understand where we're trying to go, a la North Carolina State 2021. Um, maybe there were, but not in terms of seeing them limited at practice. So I'm, I'm not buying them being sick, and that's why what happened happened. He also yeah, they were. I mean, there was player. something. Clearly, there was there was something going through the team. Uh, that that's obvious. We know that. Um, but Aslan's right. It wasn't like we were sitting there on Tuesday, watching a football practice with a bunch of walk-ons, wondering where everyone was. But we couldn't come on here and report it. Like they practiced all like last week, like they always do. Uh, he wants uh, maybe to... it hit maybe it hit Thursday and Friday. I don't know. <laughs> He wants to see somebody on FSU's defense hit a Clemson player so hard that he knocks his rear end out. Uh, okay. He wants. He has. He has not seen a brutal hit from the defense all season long. The hit on Ask Jaden Daniels. Daniels. That Ask does, Jaden Daniels. He said it doesn't count. Uh, oh. He was just getting thrown down. I want to see somebody get hit. Bethune had one in that game yeah. uh, on the BC quarterback. Yeah. All right. Crushed him. There you go. On a run up the middle. Bethune sent him backwards. It was such a good hit. I'm like, man, I hope they don't look at that for targeting. Yeah. Um, I mean, he sent him straight backwards. But I will say this. To the overall point, I don't disagree with it. Um, they don't 
they especially the the other game and they look man they gave up whatever it was 54 yards on 27 attempts to the running backs so they tackled fine but it was a lot of like falling forward for a yard not pushed backwards you know not exert not not Jalen Ramseying someone yeah. not 2013 Jalen but 2015 Jalen um and so I, I would they have to bring it a and they know they do but they have to be physical in this game because that kid, he runs like he's mad at the world. I don't know much about their backup. I know he's good too. Mafa's the, really good. Yeah, he's good. yeah. But the Shipley, the Shipley kid has beaten you twice. Yeah. He's the reason he they've beaten you two games, two years in a row. He just is. So you've got to find out. You've got to answer that physicality, hmm. and that's a challenge to the defensive line. It's a challenge to that front seven for sure. Like go punish him. You don't be don't be Colorado State. Don't get nine personal fouls. Don't try to take him out of the game. But go punish that kid because he is going to punish you. He loves running over people, man. And he just hops up. He's just built different, built like a tank. So go punish him. Go bring, Go make him feel you. Um, and then maybe in the fourth quarter, he doesn't want to carry the ball anymore. Maybe you can. I don't think he doesn't really have that in him. Uh, that that quit switch. But still, try to go punish that kid. Because he is out to make you guys look like fools. He is going to try to run through your chest. Uh, so it's it's it'll be a, it's a really good test for those linebackers. Oh, the next few are not questions, statements. So we'll, we'll get through them. That way, we feel like we've accomplished more and gone through more of these subscriber uh, sound offs. We'll just read Dave from Bardstown's question, and we'll pause for a second or two to let it marinate, and then we'll move on if that's all right. Uh, Dabo's problem, he says, isn't that he's too set in his ways. It's that he's too cutting edge. Just look at that football-only facility with its protein shakes, padded weights, and don't get me started on that slide. He just needs to get back to basics of pot roast and boiled potatoes, long runs in the woods, and no water breaks like Remember the Titans. After all, water is for the weak. In case my subtext is not clear, Dabo was all about embracing changes in culture, science, and technology – then he won two national titles, and now he's like a guy who lived the dance floor in 1976, and now he's never taken off that leisure suit or trading in his AMC gremlin. Corey, let me help you out with what you were trying to say on seminal headlines. Just say Trey Benson needs to watch Rocky Three. If that makes Will Shipley Clubber Lang, then we are all living in a weird, funny universe. Hey, woman. That was my, that was my Clubber Lang That's, impression. That was incredible. That's better than your, your Liam Neeson banana. Step aside, Liam. Uh, moving along, our guy Jaronol, wake up. I'm 99% moved on from the Boston College game, but I have to complain about one last thing. I did some game log research that would make Corey Clark proud. Mm. Boston College penalized 18 times. Of those 18 times, seven occurred while they had the ball and the clock was running. I did the math. Seven of those penalties allowed them to hold on to the ball for an extra two minutes and 31 seconds yeah. due to the play clock resetting to 25 seconds each time they got flagged. The game featured 22 possessions, if not including Tate's kneel down at the end of the first half. So essentially, Boston College, the overmatched team by leaps and bounds, got to shorten the game by an entire extra possession simply by committing offensive penalties. Another weird, fluky thing that I don't expect to happen this week. Go Knowles beat Clemson. I was a senior undergrad last time we won. I'm now a 30-year-old man. The streak mm. must end. Sean McGuire has retired. Mm. I mean, it's been a long time, folks. Like, retired from – he's just on a beach somewhere. Going to live out the rest of his days. 
Um, it has been a long time. It's been way too long. And yeah, that's always been a dumb rule. Like you fall. So let's say you have second one. You're trying to run out the clock. Mm. You fight, you get yourself in a second one with three minutes left. You fall start. Well, it's only second six. You can pick that up and you've just run an extra 25. So why would that be a rule? If the offense has a penalty, then the clock stops. Why would the game clock stop? and then reset, and you get an extra 25 seconds. Hmm. Explain it to me, Aslan. I guess trying to be a little bit ambivalent, like make it not totally draconian, the punishment. Now you have extra time to figure but, so out what you, you want to so run. Let's say Florida State has the ball. at the. They're up 31 to 27. They have the ball at the Clemson 35, 310 to go. Benson rips off a nine-yard run to get down to the 26. You let the clock run until there's two on the play clock. So you've let 38 seconds run, and then you get buyers to jump early. Okay, well, that sucks. you got to go back five yards, so it's second and six now. But then you let another 25 seconds run off the clock. Could you then, when it gets down to one again, could Casey Roddick jump? And then you run 25 more seconds? I don't think so. I think they would stop it at that point. But even still, you've run one play, and you've been allowed to wait to take a whole minute off the clock. I feel like Belichick or Vrabel did this in the NFL. Like they gamed some sort of penalty to get extra time to run off a clock, and it essentially helped them win a game. The Falcons could have done that in the Super Bowl, <laughs> but they didn't. Uh, yeah, the the whole game was fluky. Uh, Florida State did not play well at all. There's no excuse for how they looked uh, there at the end on offense, and there's no excuse for how they looked during plenty of portions of that game on defense. Um, the offense, to me, is what bothered me more because I just expect more out of that group. Um, but it was a weird game, one possession in the first quarter, three possessions for the entire half, if you don't count, uh, well, before the one-minute drive where, where Jordan got hurt. Um, that's just goofy, just goofy. Like, a, literally, Florida State had the the first six times Florida State had the ball, they scored four touchdowns, kicked a field goal, and they had the one-minute drill where Jordan came up a yard short and they punted. Those were their first six possessions. That's That's really good. That's exceptionally good on the road, especially when you don't think like you played great. So, again, you just – and you didn't think you played all that well offensively, efficiency-wise anyway, against Southern Miss, and you put up 60 on them. So it's like, what is this thing going to look like if and when it hit – well, I guess we know it's the second half against LSU, right? Yes. That's what it looks like operating at peak efficiency. Now – you want to you want to refine that. You don't want that to be a one game wonder, and I don't think it is. I think this is an uh, an elite offense. Um, I think I expect them to go play well. They're not going to put up fifty, but I expect them to go play well, and I expect Jordan to play well. And uh, if they get a lead late, I expect them to do the old false start trick, all the way to a victory. Just false start yourself into victory formation. Uh, Noel underscore dynasty wake up. Noel underscore Dynasty, I'm checking in. I'm the original user of Blackbeard's flag for my avatar. We have an imposter now. Don't worry. You're always synonymous with that, Noel Dynasty. You're my guy. Anyhow, uh, I guess continuing on that theme about the game clock and uh, rigging the system, if you will. Boston College's recipe for that game was the limit possessions. Yep. Uh, they drained the clock on every play. Will this be a common theme the rest of the year, especially if our opponents are inferior and our defense continues to get off the field quickly? No, I don't think so. I yeah. think uh, Clemson's not going to do it. Clemson's of the Lincoln Riley tree, man. They're, that's this brother. That's the OC. They're not, and they're too proud to do that anyway. They're because that that's a message you're saying to your team is 
we want to shorten this game because we can't beat them otherwise. Our, our defense can't stop them. They don't do that. They don't do things like that at Clemson. Maybe Virginia Tech would try it. Um, I When you look at the rest of the schedule, though, Aslan, like Wake Forest is up tempo, uh, sort of. I mean, they do a goofy offense, but they like to snap it quick occasionally. They like to go fast. I think Duke does, too. Uh, I think Miami Duke, does. I could see Duke trying to do that. Yeah, but I, I especially because Elko's a defensive coach. Yeah. yeah. So I, <clears throat> I think he could do it. You're right. Duke might be one, especially if they're in the game. Um, and, and look, man, th- those kids, there's no ego at Duke football, you wouldn't think. Yep, yep exactly. They're going to be like, oh, this is what we got to do because we're a little b- to win this game. Okay, coach, we'll do it. And they'll snap it with two on the clock. And then they'll fall start five times <laughs> and run out the whole half. They're just going to come up with – you know what I mean? It's going to be three to nothing at the half because Florida State's had one possession. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening a lot because so many offenses, that's their DNA. That's like their identity is to go fast. And if you all of a sudden just completely stop doing that because you're scared of your opponent, I think coaches don't want to send that message to their players. But in the case of Duke, Virginia Tech, maybe Syracuse, um, I think that is something you, you could see. Um the big games, the bigger games, the Miamis, Florida. I don't, I don't see this weekend, which is the biggest one. Uh, I don't, I don't see that being a thing. Do you? No, I mean, I agree with that sentiment. I just don't think. I mean, Miami's kind of quasi air raid, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Man, Shannon Dawson, I think, used to is it from like the Hal Mummy tree, so that's not in their DNA to do that kind of stuff. I just think like you need to have that mixture of like a physical offensive line or a quarterback that you trust to make a couple good throws on each possession to keep drives alive and like that could be your roadmap so that's why I could see like a Duke doing that but like to your point Clemson's got too much pride they've got too much you know they, they think they probably have a, a good quarterback and receivers that are on the cusp and they have a really good running back and we're going to mix it all together and play who we are but um, yeah I can see Virginia Tech trying to make it ugly but they're you know they'll be overmatched at home so not too concerned but um, credit to Jeff Halfley for thinking of it for thinking yeah. of it just wasn't and you uh, could tell early Yep. Like they wouldn't even break the huddle. They they would get a. It's just so odd to even see a team huddle anymore. Yeah. And so when they would get a six yard run on first down, you saw it early. It's like, what are they doing? Why are they? It just felt so abnormal in today's college football to see a team like just looking at the play clock run down and not even going to the line of scrimmage until there was what ten or twelve left. Tony Touch twenty four. Can we just enjoy being top five and stop complaining? Two exclamation marks. It's been horrific years. How can you enjoy it complaining about everything? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Is this to us or to the other war channers? I would like assume. Like the other, the tribal council. I don't know. I don't like your tone, Tony. Or how about fellow that? fans. Yeah, can we that? complain about that, Tony? <laughs> can we complain about your tone and all those exclamation points? No, that was kind of what... Uh, I don't think we're compl- – I mean, is it complaining for just pointing out some things you're concerned about? We're not complaining. Well, I mean, look, it was- it w- I don't know that we would have any listeners. We wouldn't have many listeners, Tony. If after that game on Saturday we came in and it's like, how about that? 3-0, and baby. <laughs> 31 on Boston College. Got that big stop at the end. Toa Feely stuck his face mask out to get grabbed because he's a heady player. Like, they did everything right when it mattered. It was sloppy at times, but what a win. Nobody would want to listen to that because that's not the truth. The truth was it was an ugly win. It was it was worse than we thought this team could play. We didn't think that was even possible for them to look like that for that long a stretch. So that's what we, we talked about. But I think we do a pretty good job of, you know, accentuating the positive too. Like I, I've said it multiple times this week. I wrote it. Like 
they're the number three team in the country, man. Like, this is awesome. This is awesome. And I do not take for granted the fact that I'm covering a top five football team right now. And I never will again. I made that deal with myself. I'm not taking it for granted. If they win ugly the rest of the year and keep winning, sweet. It gives us plenty to talk about of what they have to improve upon. But we're also, we matter. We matter as in like we're covering a team that matters. And right now we're covering a team that matters. And I'm I'm grateful for it. But it'd also be cool to cover a team that won a championship. And they can't do that if they play like that again. Like literally, I said this, Virginia Tech and North Alabama. Are the I, North Alabama is on the schedule, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, good. I keep just throwing that name out there. <laughs> They're the only two teams that Florida State could play like that against and probably still win. Yeah. All these other teams, they can be, get beat, and maybe severely, if they if they have a stretch like that for a quarter and a half. So, you know, we, we talk about it, but it's it's awesome. We it's awesome that we get to cover we get to cover a team like this and we get to talk about a team like this. Island Chief, wake up, guys. The Boston College game was like a ride on the tee to the game. Start slow, finish slow, stops in between, plenty. Not yeah. fun, but it works. Yeah. Amen. If you had to rank each segment of the team, offense, defense, and special teams, which segment has the best performance against Clemson? Please explain so I can cover last week's game over at my bookie. First off, sorry, Island Chief, things didn't go your way. Mm. Uh, I gave you a lot of hope and optimism, but... Uh, thanks for using mybookie.ag and the promo code WARCHANT when you signed up for your instant cash deposit bonus. Yeah. Um, it's one and a half points. I just don't think Florida State will eke by with just one. Uh, so I like that, but let's answer his question. Let's rank these segments. I guess it'll be the mybookie read here. Um, which segment will have the best performance? I'm going to go in that order, I think. I think offense, defense, and special teams. One, two, three. What do you think, Corey? Sure. Sure. Sounds good. It's hard to predict. I thought it was going to be who's had the best performance this year. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, special teams was doing really well until the uh, final 20 minutes of that game. Like, special teams have been on point. No long returns, really. Um, Mastromano had been good. I think Mastromano's been really good. He's hadn't been used much. Uh, but I hated the punt into the end zone. He's really good about not doing that, typically. Um, and he did a good job um, his last punt, right? Didn't it go out at, like, the six or something? think so. And then, of course, they threw a 28-yarder on third and 20. Um, yeah, Master yeah, Romano he... had four punts, averaged 44 and a half yards with a long of 52, and he had one inside the 20. And I think the 52 win, unfortunately, was the one that went in the end zone. Yeah. Um, but and they, I think they've they've had a couple of decent returns. They haven't fumbled a punt, but, man, Keon almost kicked one to them. Uh, that was gross. Uh, so yeah, I w- but they've been good. They've been they've been solid. Uh, the cover teams are always seemingly good. Knock on wood, uh, except against Will Shipley, actually. Um, but I, yeah, I would say in this game, I'm going to go offense, man. I think the offense, um, it is going to come out mad. It is going to come out hungry to prove to Clemson and to all those people in the stands and to the world watching that uh, as they get ready to watch Colorado later in the day that uh, that. They're, they're one of the best offenses in the country, and their quarterback is one of the best players in the country. And they might, when they're playing well, have the best one-two receiver combo in the country. There we go. But got to play well at the same time. LSU is like, holy moly, those guys are a, those guys are ridiculous. That's not fair. Yeah. And then Southern Miss was like, well, what's the, what's the big deal? Yeah. Other than uh, him leaping over Joey over here, they didn't do anything all that special. Uh, Boston College was like, man, number four kind of sucks. 
So it'd be cool if you got back to the LSU, uh, the, the LSU game where both guys are going off and making big plays. MyBookie.ag use that promo code WarChamp for your instant cash deposit bonus. I always forget we're in the middle of a read. You do that so well, though, Aslan. That's your fault. You make these reads seem so genuine. They're not even they're they're not even reads. You, you they're just they're organic. That I feel like we're just in the middle of a show when we're doing an ad read. All right, hard out. Uh, we got to be places here. Uh, Going to try to combine these two, and this will be our last one. Uh, our guy Mark in Naples, wake up, had a great time in Boston. Glad we got the dub. However, I could not believe what I saw from the defense early and then later in the second half when we literally tried to give the game away despite 18 penalties from the opposition. What do you think is being done this week to address those massive breakdowns in coverage? Can it be done in just one week of practice? I, um, Code Reds? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally, I don't know. Like I, again, we talked about Norvell on Monday, talking about how some players we don't know who um, stood up and like took accountability in the middle of the film room, the film study on Sunday, about uh, you know, just an accountability that this will not happen again. These breakdowns will not happen again. You know, on the third and seventeen when it was thirty-one to ten, that was one player. I think it was Knowles, but I don't know for sure that got the wrong, that, that did the wrong thing. All 10 guys did what they were supposed to do. One guy did it wrong. The ball found him. Um, and so I just think, man, you you've, just keep repping it, which they do a lot, and hope that in the moment, and that's what Norvell said, You, you yeah, we can rep it 190 times. I even th- I think he even said that. He did. He, he used did. that exact number. Yeah. But in the moment, you've got to know to do it. Like, how do you not know that? Like, you've got to be urgent in your thinking. And you've got to be clear in your thinking, and you've got because it's not it, that's a weird atmosphere in Boston. It's going to be a lot tougher in Clemson. Like you've got to be able to think in the moment quickly. This is where I. This is my job. This is my responsibility. This is what I got to do. Because oh. they will go fast on you at times, and you just hope the communication is better. Um, and again, just don't give up free plays. Just they're going to make some plays. The kid's an athlete. He's got a great arm. Uh, he's going to make some mistakes that you need to take advantage of. Uh, you need to pick off passes if you get a chance, um, force some fumbles, hit him when he runs. But he's going to make some plays. They do have some guys, uh, and their running backs are really good. So know that they're going to score. Know that they're going to move the ball. But I will say this. The the game that disappointed me the most um, uh, in 2021, once they, got, once they righted the ship and started to play better, was the Clemson game for the defense I'm talking about. Even though they got three interceptions, those those felt more like DJ Ungugale just was horrible. Mm. Not that you forced them. And then also, I think Clemson had like 280 yards of offense in the first half or some ridiculous number. They didn't yeah. score a ton of points because they fiddle-farted around near the end zone. But I didn't think the defense played well to start out that game against Clemson. And I thought the defense was pretty horrendous in the first half last year against Clemson. Mm-hmm. Clean that up. Like, get some stops. You know, Jordan Travis talked on uh, Wednesday. You know, we talk, I asked him about the crowd noise and everything, and he said, you know, it is, it's all about communication, but that's the only thing he's worried. That, that Everything else is just a dumb distraction. It doesn't matter. It's just for communication. You have to you have to talk about the crowd noise. And he goes, but, yeah, we could go up there, get up on them early and score a bunch of points, and the crowd won't be a factor. Hmm. And he's right. Same thing with the defense. If the offense is doing its thing, get some stops. Put some real pressure on that quarterback to think he's got to go make some superhuman throws. And then that's how a game turns into a route. Yeah. 
or a close or or, or a loss turns into a win. But get just play well early, play well early and see what happens. Uh, and then last one, maybe from the same vein of the question from our guy Mark Old City Knoll fifteen, longtime listener, first time reply guy, love the show. Welcome Old City, thanks Thank for being you. here, man. Question, do you think Clemson looks at the Boston College game film and is having aha moments about how they think they can exploit and win this weekend? I don't think they will, but curious on y'all's take. Go Knowles. Yeah, you put on some film. You put on some stuff on film that gave Clemson. Uh, I certainly think they'll try to attack that summer. They'll try to create some confusion on the back end of this defense, and now it's, it's just up to Florida State to communicate it properly and, and not let it be there and then have Klubnik hold on the ball a little bit longer he want, than he wants and hopefully – 11 or 5 gets home. But I could see them trying to attack that early on, but I don't think that Boston College has shown something that's going to, some sort of Achilles heel that's going to affect and inflict damage on Florida State the rest of the year. I don't see it happening. But I think Clemson will try to create some of that confusion, don't you think, Corey, on the back end? Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I think that's what all OCs are trying to do is create confusion. Um, but I, I think that, yes, you saw that they're susceptible to it, especially early. They, they again. They made a, the defensive staff made a really nice adjustment. Boston College went five drives without a point, and you took over the game, and the game was over, and you let them right back in it. Uh, you let them off the hook, but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I think they'll try to do. I think they'll try to do some of that. But again, I think Boston College was unique in that I don't think they're going to defend. Even though Klebnik can run, he's a good athlete. He's not going to be the kind of quarterback that the kid you just faced was. I right. just thought I think. They had a game plan for that kid that was horrible to start the game. Um, and they just didn't impact him enough. And then he got confidence. But I, I think that they gave – yeah, I don't know, man. I, like, can you just expect busts? Can you can you call plays over and over to get the same bust? Um, I, I, you always game plan to expect busts. Lord knows we see Mike Norvell dial up plays where you're like, he's wide open. Mm-hmm. Well, that that happens to every defense. Florida State has guys running free a good bit too. Um, I think there are some things to exploit if you're watching that film that linebackers can be an issue in coverage, which we knew anyway, and they're not getting strong safety play. And I do think they will try to uh, attack that because they're smart and they got good players. But if you do get strong safety play on Saturday, well, there goes their game plan. Now they just have to hand it to Shipley 35 times, which they will. Uh, Noel backs, FSU man, 50-30. Bad Noel, grumpy BK. uh, Our guy, random underscore John, and armchair Osceola. We'll integrate these, hopefully. Not hopefully, I mean, we'll do it. We'll we'll get them involved in the live show later tonight at 6 o'clock with Corey and myself. That'll be powered by Vitamin Energy. So Mm. uh, tune in for that, everybody. We'll get to all the questions at that point. Uh, look forward to hearing and seeing more from you folks over on the warchant.com message boards. Get involved over there. Comment on the videos. Hit the thumbs up. Warchant report dropping later today. Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock. Tune into that. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening and watching, perhaps, to Wake Up Warchant presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.